Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We are at episode 115 and today we are talking all about content strategies that are working right now for you to try. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast this week. I am super excited to have you here as always. I hope that you are doing well. If you're in Melbourne, hey, I am right there with you. We are back into lockdown for six weeks, but you know something, it's second time around. And so I think that we can look at it with a different perspective, hopefully, even though we don't want to be here, we don't want it to be happening but hopefully we're a little bit more prepared this time for what we need to do to make it through. So I just want to say I'm with you. I feel you. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to get through it. So listen, this week we're talking all about seven content strategies that are working right now that I think are worth using and thinking about if you're not at the moment. So content is actually one of my favorite topics because I love seeing what people are coming up with and how they're doing things differently. I watch a lot of YouTube videos as well from lots of different people and just love to kind of see the creativity. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, there are a couple of things I want to share with you. The number one thing is that I'm going to be running a free live workshop on Monday, the 13th of July, which is not too far off if you're listening to this podcast. And it's all about how to build a profitable business without burning out. Now, I am speaking to so many clients and people in my community who are hustling hard and not always getting the results. And I'm just not a believer that you have to work yourself to the bone to run a successful or a profitable business. So I'm going to be sharing five strategies with you that can really help you get off the busy treadmill and start getting strategic about where you spend your time and how you make your money as well. So if you want to jump into that live workshop, it's going to be good. Then head to suzechadwick.com forward slash webinar one to sign up and come and hang out with me live, which I think will be fun. Now, the second thing, and I feel like I need a drum roll or something because I'm so excited about this. As we're talking all about content that works this week, I'm excited to let you know that this week's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, my very first sponsor on the podcast, can I just say, the amazing team at Pink Pom Pom Social. So if you're a woman in business, because I know that most of you are, who is time poor, feeling overwhelmed, and you're struggling to create or find high quality on-brand images for your Instagram or socials in general, then you will want to check out the Pink Pom Pom Social membership. For as little as $9.95 US a month, you'll get access to 10,000 images and graphics, and they add over 100 new images every single week. So with over 24 different color options, you know I love my colors, they will absolutely have something that fits your brand, inspires your audience, and gives you endless options for new amazing content. And you wanna know something else, which I think is pretty cool. You can also request colors or quotes, as in like quotes that people say or quotes that you say, 
if you're one of their VIPPs as well. So all you have to do is head to suzechadwick.com forward slash pink pom pom. suzechadwick.com forward slash pink pom pom or one word and check out all the details. Join today and breathe new life into your socials. Oh, how exciting is that? So there you go. Amazing free workshops, awesome sponsors. And now we're going to dive into this week's content, which, you know, I'm always going to bring the goods. So let's do this. I'm always dancing as we come out of that music. I just have to tell you that it gives me life. But anyway, I do wrap it on sometimes, don't I? (laughs) Okay. So today I'm going to take you through seven types of content that I think are killing it right now. I'm seeing more of and that I'm engaging with. And maybe you can have a think about how it could work for you or whether you want to try some of these things as well. Now, before we dive in, the other thing that I want to say is just because you know something doesn't mean that you're using it or thinking about trying it. So as with everything that we talk about here on the podcast, we're all about taking action. So if you have seen some of this type of content that I'm going to talk about today, but you've not done it or used it or thought about it, then I want you to start to actually think, how can I use that? What could I do that could be different? Um, And that could really work for me and my audience as well. Okay. So just never come into anything's going, yes, I already know that even though I don't do it. So Let's dive in. Number one is one of the things that I'm seeing everywhere that I love and that I think is great is original content that is branded and tells the user what to do. I have my branded photography. I have a photo shoot probably at least once a year. Um, They're not kind of the mega ones, but I get quite a lot of images and it just allows me to refresh my content on a regular basis. So I've got my photos, but then I am also creating Uh, a number of different pieces of content which are original to me. So they might be my brand colors. I have a lot of them because I like that variety. Uh, But it could also be quotes uh, within those brand colors or it could be kind of the do's and don'ts of something. So I recently did a list of do's and don'ts when it came to content creation. I created an image that was once again on brand for me. I had the two columns and then at the bottom I had my Suze Chadwick logo and on one side I had the little share aeroplane and on the other side, this is in the image, I had the save button. And so then in the caption, I expanded on it, what I was talking about in it, what I thought people should do. And then it also said, make sure that you save this. And if you find this of value, then share it as well. So when it comes to the content that you're creating, don't just like post something, write a caption, and then that's it. Obviously, all of your socials in some way should have some sort of call to action. But I also want you to start to let people know, like, If you found this of value, if you think this is useful, if you want to come back to this, then definitely save it. And then also say, and if you really liked it, then I would love you to share it as well. And I got so many saves and so many shares from that. Now, obviously, original content that is either a list or something useful that somebody can come back and refer to, or they can obviously share with other people 
that is really helpful is always going to be something that people share more of rather than say just an image of you or something. But I think that really thinking about how you brand that so that it's recognizable and so when they share it, your brand is all over it. And then asking them to do certain things, I think can really prompt people to take action as well. Now, the other thing that when it comes to original content that is also being seen a lot more, and I think for me, I kind of feel like it's more this year. People were kind of like, it's been around for a long time. I just maybe haven't seen it as much as I have seen it this year, which is the carousel. Now, when it comes to the carousel, once again, if you can create templates and Canva's amazing, but creative market as well has got some templates that you can buy for like $15, $20, and then you could potentially reuse them. You can edit the branding. So the colors and the fonts and that, but then it gives you a number of say three, four, five images that work really well together where you can place your own unique and individual and original content. So really thinking about, how you can make it a visual feast for somebody as well as sharing content that is really useful to them means that you're going to get more engagement. And as we all know, the more saves and comments and likes and the more time that somebody spends on a particular piece of content, the more that Instagram is going to actually push that particular piece of content further out to people as well. So really think about, am I creating original content? Is the original content that I'm creating something that's really eye-catching for people? Yeah, so what I was talking about, that visual feast. Is the original content that I'm creating curating maybe information and lessons that I've learned that can be really helpful to my audience as well? And then how am I giving them instructions around what I would like them to do with that content? So there's kind of a number of layers there that I really want you to think about. And what I would absolutely say is that because you don't have to be posting all the time, I remember kind of going back to Emily Osmond's interview that she had on the podcast a while ago, I will have the link in the show notes as well is that you only really need to be posting like three times a week because you really want that piece of content, especially if it's original content. You've spent time creating it, designing it, thinking up what it's going to say and all the rest of it. That's not like a two second job. So you also want to make sure that the content that you are posting is of high value so that you don't have to post all the time. And so when it is high value, then you're getting all of those benefits that I've just listed for you and people are getting more out of it as well. So that's number one, original content that is branded and tells the user what to do next. Number two, I've got a number of points around IG stories. So when it comes to Instagram stories, and the reason that I talk about this is because IG is kind of like where I hang out the most. It's where the majority of my audience hangs out the most, if I'm honest. So I'd love to know from you if, like, where else are you hanging out? We are going to talk about or touch on LinkedIn in a second for those of you who do love LinkedIn, but 
you know, IG stories is where I like to hang out. So the first thing when it comes to IG stories is really shaking it up. So what are you loving seeing and what is working and how can you use that as well? So I am a big lover of, say, an IG stories feed where I might be seeing you talking for a bit and then I see something that you're doing and then I might see um, you telling me how I can work with you and then I'm seeing a photo of your dog and then so a real mix yeah because if I just see a talking head for like 20 videos I have to be honest with you I get really bored with it and which leads me into point number two for IG stories and I feel like I say have said this many times but it still kind of floors me that people don't do it is IG stories is automatically set to mute yeah so use captions use captions now there's clips there's cliptomatic there's auto cap so you have to take a look at what kind of phone you've got but there are automated captioning apps that you can absolutely use personally I just type it out so I just type out what I say on IG stories I may not do it word for word sometimes I do it depends on what I'm talking about but the thing is is that if I don't see captions on a story and nine times out of ten I'm probably sitting on the couch with my husband watching TV. I don't turn the volume up. Yeah, so once again you're spending all of this time creating content and you're not actually creating content in a way that 80% of users on that platform are consuming it. And it just kind of does floor me a bit. So number one is that as I say, 80% of people watch stories without any captions on. Number two is that you may have people that are hearing impaired. So even if they did have the sound on, they can't hear it. And number three, they've shown that people who have got captions on it get a lot more engagement. So it is coming back to that whole thing of creating content that is serving your customers. It's not about you, it's about them. And so if you're creating content that's just for you, then maybe you're not using captions. But if you're creating content for others, then even if you write a heading about what it is you're talking about, then if that topic really grabs me, then I can turn my sound on or I can go get my headphones or something like that but if you've got nothing then I'm telling you now nine times out of ten people are not going to be listening to your stories with the sound on the third thing when it comes to IG stories is get into the DMs. So I actually shared in my book, Play Big Brand Bold, that in quarter one of 2019, I accredited over $23,000 to Instagram stories. And I can tell you that that was through posting what I do, how people can work with me, and then saying, DM me. And people did that. It kind of goes back to, you know, number one. Tell people what you want them to do and a lot of times they'll do that. So you can go and listen to a free chapter of my book, Play Big Brand Bold, where I'm actually talking about that, which is called Storytelling and Story Selling. It was chapter nine in the book and it is episode 101. So you can go and check that episode out as well. But really think about when I'm doing my stories, how am I creating calls to action? How am I asking people to have a wider conversation or a deeper conversation with me? Am I actually embedding that in my captions? Am I using stickers? Am I sharing how people can work with me? You know, every time I sort of say it, I kind of see a spurt of people going, this is how you can work with me. And then I don't see it for months again. So I just want 
to remind you that your content strategy needs to also sort of go into your stories as well as your posts, yeah? So really think about how you're doing that. And just another tip around IG stories is that if you want somebody to reshare your content, then you have to tag them in every story that you're talking about them. So sometimes what happens is that somebody will be four stories deep talking about something to do with me, but they only tagged me in the first story. So unless I go and actually screen record the stories, I can't share it. So once again, think about the purpose. Do you want this person to share it? Do you want them to be able just to really easily with the click of a button repost what you're saying? You have to think about the fact that you've got to then tag them in every story that you're talking about them. Don't just do it in the first one because it's actually a bit disappointing when you're, you know somebody's like, oh, I just listened to the podcast and these were some of the amazing things I got out of it. And then that's the first story that's tagged me. I, I reshare it. And then I've literally got to go and record my screen to then share the next three stories that where they gave some really valuable insights into what they learned from something. Yeah. So I just want you to think about when it comes to IG stories, shaking it up, using captions, getting in the DMs and sharing, you know, what it is you want people to do. And then also making sure that you're tagging in the right way so that people can reshare your content as well. The next thing is around IGTV. And so this has been kind of a recent change in the past couple of months is that you can have a strategy around IG lives that might be more training focused. And once you've done that live, you then just put it into IGTV, which you can now do really easily, which I think only kind of happened a month or two ago. And then you can have a call to action. So what I want you to be doing and something that I've really loved seeing some people do is that when they do their, um, they're live, they're just being a lot more structured with it. They're kind of getting into the content a lot quicker. Uh, And then they've got a really clear structure to what they're talking about and a really clear call to action. And I'm like, you go girl, that is really good. So I want you to think about what is my content strategy when it comes to IG live or IGTV or even your Facebook lives as well, whatever you're doing that might be live, that might normally be a little bit more ad hoc, which you can absolutely still do. But if you want to put it in IGTV, which obviously then goes on your feed and people can go back and watch for a longer period of time uh, than a story or a live just disappearing, then I really want you to think about what could I be doing that could be of high value that I could then potentially even put in my highlights as well. Yeah, because that's really going to position you well. I'm also seeing a lot more people coming together and running those live sessions and then posting it to their feed as well in the IGTV. Uh, And then also just really think about what are you going to do that could be a little bit different as well? Like you could potentially do a bit of a screen recording when it comes to your IGTV and do trainings like that. So, you know, I've got a live webinar coming up, but maybe some of the uh, online training that I've done in the past, I could cut snippets of that and put that in my IGTV. So I just really want you to have an additional thought around what your IG lives or your IGTV strategies are going to be and if they're going to be different and if you're going to do things that are a little bit more unique. 
Now, number four is LinkedIn Stories. Who knew? So I was literally, I was literally just, I don't know, last week, a few days ago, I think it was on the weekend, Saturday morning, I was sitting on the couch and I got a notification about LinkedIn. And so I went in and at the top of the feed, I saw stories and I'm like, when did this happen? And apparently it's only been out for like a week or two uh, when this podcast comes out, which is like the 9th of July, 2020. So it is brand spanking new. And if you follow me at all, you'll know that I'm not a massive lover of LinkedIn. I'm just going to say it, but you know something? I love stories, as I'm sure you can tell. And it's actually where I love to engage the most with my audience. So when I saw that LinkedIn had stories, I actually went into my IG stories because if you've got it set on your phone, your IG stories will automatically save. And I looked at what might be relevant for a LinkedIn audience because not all of my IG content is potentially relevant. And there was a story that I'd done the day before where I'd woken up at five o'clock in the morning and I was writing my next book. And so I posted that in my LinkedIn stories and somebody sent me a message not too long after and said, I've been wanting to write a book. It's something that, you know, I really want to do. And so I looked at her and she was in Melbourne. And so I said to her, yeah, it's actually my second book. I really love writing now. It's something that I never thought that I would love doing. So I'm having a proper conversation with her. And then I said to her, if you do want to kind of get your book off the ground, you should check this out. And I sent her the link to the writer's retreat, uh, which is now sold out, but there's a wait list on the page. And I said to her, you know, this would be really, it's a really fun way to kind of kick your book writing off. And so she sent me a message back going, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. I've signed up for the wait list. I can't wait to hear when you've got your next one. And the writer's retreat at this point is around about a thousand or so price point. Yeah. And so just by taking a 15 second video from my LinkedIn, um, from my Instagram stories and putting it in my LinkedIn stories, I potentially just got a new client for the next uh, retreat for our writers retreat, which is crazy. So I just think you've really got to take a look at what is available to you and how can you repurpose, which we're going to talk about a little bit in a bit as well. How can you repurpose some of that content to new audiences who could really want what you have as well? So check out LinkedIn stories if you haven't. And can I just say, hot off the press. Like I said, I think it's been about a week or so since that actually started. So we are talking about content that is working and happening right now, people. Let me just tell you. Uh, So number five is stories and desire sell. So when it comes to content that works, you've really got to start to think about this. Now, I don't think this is new, but I don't really see it as much as I would like to. So I was talking to a product-based business recently. And when I looked at their content, it was kind of just talking about the product, but it wasn't really showing me how that product could fit into my life. It wasn't inspiring me. It wasn't exciting me. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't there going, oh my gosh, how beautiful, how amazing. Yes. I want to wake up to that. Yes. I want that in my bedroom or my life. That is just going to make me feel so special when I buy it. And those are the sorts of comments and feelings and emotions that you want to be evoking when it comes to whatever it is that you do. And can I just tell you, 
literally what I just said is the kind of emotion you want anybody to feel about your products and services. And it might have a slight, you know, difference to what I just shared, but you want it to kind of be the same. So I was actually sharing with my BBA ladies, my Brand Builder Academy ladies, FYI, that opens on the 13th of July as well, which is very exciting. But I was talking to my community because I'm talking to them all the time and I was talking to them about are they actually building desire with their audience? So one of my gorgeous community was having a uh, like a headshots day and it had that they'll get X number of images and they'll get some tea and coffee and they'll meet other people. And so she was saying, how can I make this more exciting? And so I wrote a list for her and it's really about thinking what is the problem that I solve, which we talked about in last week's podcast, and how am I really evoking desire, excitement, making people feel comfortable, whatever it is you want them to feel? How am I doing that? So I said to her, what about if you, like when they first got there, you know, you talk about how you share some tips and tricks that you'll email them about how they can plan for their shoot, how to feel more comfortable, share some testimonials of other clients that have felt really comfortable working with you because you know that that's one of the biggest fears of your clients when they come and have a photo shoot. And then don't just kind of say tea and coffee and meet other people, like romance it. Yeah. So, you know, come along for the day, get your hair and makeup done, provide the prices for it, make it easy for them, feel like you know, feel amazing on the day, come and enjoy, you know, a beautiful spread of pastries and muffins and, you know, fruit as well as teas and coffees. Come and sit and connect and meet other women in business who are local to you. And then you'll also have so much fun during our shoot. Um, you know, I'll make sure that you get the shots that you want. I will take care of you. And then you'll also get X number of images when I send them to you. Like sell it to me. Yeah. Like give it to me, give me all the amazing things. And so I think that if you're not really doing this, then it's so important to be able to do that. Because if you romance me, if you give me value and you describe an incredible experience, you can charge me more. Because I'm not just buying a widget. I'm not just buying a pool noodle. Yeah. I'm actually buying an experience. And that is something that I talk about all the time when it comes to building your brand is that so many people sell things. And what I want you to sell is an opportunity, a problem solved and an epic experience. That's what I want you to sell. And if you're not selling that, then that's why you're not getting traction. That's why you're not getting customers who are raving about you or who are constantly buying. You know, you've really got to kind of bring that all together and sit down and really think about the problem that you solve so that you can talk about what the opportunity and the exciting things are. And so, you know, I also shared that when I created the writer's retreat that I put out recently and sold it out, you know, I was talking about the food and the wine and the winery lunches and the bonus sessions with experts. And I showed the amazing, beautiful house and, you know, people weren't buying just the writer's retreat. They were buying 
my expertise, the experience, the opportunity to be with like-minded women. And so that was something that really appealed to them. And I know that that is something that appeals to my audience. So I romance and I wine and dine and I give them all of the things that really evoke desire because I know that I want to create an amazing experience. So you've obviously got to deliver on it. But because that's something that's so important to me, I really want you to talk about it. And I think sometimes even when you might create something that's really amazing, you're not selling it. Like you're not actually telling them all of the details and the ins and outs. And so how do you expect them to know how much effort and time and preparation you put into something if you're not actually putting it out there in that way as well? So, you know, if you're actively and consciously thinking about the desire you're building in your content, then I think that that is a key thing that really is a differentiator. Yeah. Number six is around thought leadership. And I have been talking so much about thought leadership in online summits and groups and all the rest of it over the last couple of months, which has been fantastic because I actually think that thought leadership is one of the cornerstones to my big vision, which is really supporting women to become bold and powerful voices in their industry and claiming their space, is that if you can really develop your thought leadership, then it's much easier to be able to do that. And so this kind of goes back to the point, which is where you're creating original content. So if you want to stand out in the market, then something I believe you've got to do is have original thoughts, ideas, conclusions that position you as a leader in your industry. And when I teach on thought leadership, then there are, you know, some key things that I do go through that I'm not going to go through in this episode, but that, you know, I will definitely be talking about more is really what are your beliefs? What are your lived experiences? What's your collective research? Um, You know, what are the key things that you want to be talking about and what do you want to be known for? What assets are you creating? And then what platforms are you actually putting that out on? And so there is a formula that I've created that I still need to name, but there is a methodology that I use with my clients around thought leadership. And I'm going to be teaching more on that in Brand Builders Academy in our next live round as well. So I'm going to go deeper into that. So I really want you to think about what you're here to do say and be known for and think about how you're creating content around that and then consistently putting it out as well. And something that I do do is that I'm working with a number of leaders at the moment in corporate around how they're building out their thought leadership and how that then breaks down into their content strategy as well, which is super exciting to do. And number seven, last but not least that I really like is snippet content marketing. And so what that really means is for you to start to get creative when it comes to creating images, audios, videos, quote snippets to promo a hero piece of content. So we talk about repurposing things a lot, but what you can potentially do is that if you've got kind of this one big piece of content or this one piece of content that you want to get more eyeballs on, then 
really think about how am I giving those snippets that create that desire, which is what we were just talking about. So I might create little audiograms for the podcast with messages that I think could resonate and kind of hook people into want to listen to it more. I might do quotes on it as well. I'm going to share it in IG stories. Um, when I go into my Spotify and I share it so somebody can click on it and go listen to it straight away. Uh, I'm going to share it on my Facebook as well so that people can go and listen to it. And then in my groups, like what sort of snippets am I creating and where am I posting those so that I'm getting more eyeballs or in this case, earbuds uh, and headphones onto the type of content that I'm creating as well. And so I even want you to go back over some of the content that you've created that's taken you time to create. And I want you to think about how else can I continue to talk about this so that somebody goes back to it. And I'll give you a really good example it is absolutely relevant, but today I've talked about two other podcast episodes that are relevant to this episode, which was podcast episode 101, which was around the free chapter in my book. And then I've talked about the Emily Osmond one, which were the seven advanced strategies, which I'll have in the show notes as well. Uh, the seven advanced strategies that you can be using for Instagram, which was around, you don't have to post all the time because you want people to see more of your content as well. So even thinking about how you can talk about content that you've created in the past so that people go back and look at it, I think is also a really good thing to do. And it just means you're getting more mileage out of your content. And, you know, you've always, hopefully, you've always got new followers and new people that are coming to you. And so they may not have read the book or listened to the podcast or seen that caption or read that blog post. And so it's so important for you to continue to talk about it and ensure that it's evergreen and that you're getting the most out of the time that you're spending creating all of this stuff <laughs> and amazing content in your business. Yeah. So that is it for another week. I am so happy that you were able to stick around to the end and hang out with me. Just to recap, the seven things that I think are really working right now that I'd love you to think about how you incorporate it into your own content strategy is creating original content that is branded and tells the user what to do. Number two, we were talking about all the different elements of IG stories that I really want you to think about um, and look at what, what's different, what's unusual. Are you captioning? Are you using DMs? Um, you know, are you tagging people so that your content can be reshared? Number three was IGTV and really thinking about, do I actually have IGTV and maybe lives as part of my content strategy? Number four was hot off the press, LinkedIn stories. Number five was building desire, yeah, and story selling your products and services to create that excitement and that want, I gotta have it type emotion. Number six was around thought leadership and really crafting your own thought leadership leadership in a structured way. And number seven is snippet content marketing so that you are constantly bringing people back to cornerstone content that you've created so that you can make sure that they're getting their eyeballs on it or their headphones on it as well. So that is it for another week. I hope that that was helpful. Make sure that you go and check out the webinar, which is suzechadwick.com webinar one, which is all about how to create a profitable business without burning out. And I do want to thank our sponsors again, which is Pink Pom Pom Social. Make sure that you head over and check them out at suzechadwick.com forward slash pink 
pom-pom to get over 10,000 images and get rid of the stress, the worry, the overwhelm, and make sure that you have got fresh content for yourself every single week. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, then make sure that you share it and tag me. Don't forget to tag me and let everybody know that it is something that you enjoyed. I would love you to leave a review as well if you haven't, because that really helps other people get to know me. And also it helps the rankings of the podcast, which means that more people can find me as well, which would be amazing. Make sure that you connect with me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But listen, until next time, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging with me. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. And until next time, keep playing big and branding bold.